Hello, my name is Reverend Seth Nelson, and I am the pastor of Faith Lutheran Church in Ronan, Montana. Join in weekly to hear the good news of God's love proclaimed over your life. You can follow us on Podbean and iTunes. God bless you this day. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. There are markers of every generation's shared experiences that distinguish them as both young and old, depending on how and when they share those experiences. For instance, the greatest generation shared their younger years storming the beaches of Normandy and freeing the islands of the Pacific. Now, I'm sure that they remember those years as part of their experiences of growing up and entering adulthood. However, by the time I got to know World War II veterans, talking about their tours in Europe or the Pacific, they were all older than my grandparents. Those experiences that they remember as part of their younger years then made them seem older to me. The music of Elvis or the Beatles was all considered classic rock by the time I came along. While I expect several of you in this room might remember when at least some of their music was first released. Am I right on that? Uh, Drive-in theaters, right? They used to be all over the place. Uh, Spaces where young people used to gather, but they are now largely a rarity of the past. Experiences that were once shared primarily among the young eventually have a way of being remembered nostalgically by generations as they age. Now, I have long seen this coming, coming, but one shared experience of my generation that is now marking us as getting older is our experience of growing up with two-dimensional video games. Okay, I guess this needs some explanation. (laughs) That's right, video games are a distinct marker of my peers and me getting older. Wild, huh? I was born the same year that the original Nintendo console came out, as well as the slate of games that were released along with it. Like Mario. Like Mario, (laughs) thank you. (laughs) Um, He's not wrong. All of the characters in these games moved across the screen and back and forth and were fairly limited in what they could do. Characters in these games could basically only move forward or backward and jump up or duck down and shoot shoot at things if the games featured weapons. Unlike the three-dimensional video games, which uh, began being released in, in the 90s, The 70s and 80s only had two-dimensional games for players to navigate and enjoy. The prevalence that uh, that these games are played, enjoyed, and shared by people my age is now a shared experience of our youth. It kind of makes us look more old school as we age. Video games were made in a certain way for a certain time, and now as the times have changed, The older versions of systems and gaming are kind of locked away in the hearts and minds of those of us who played them back in the day. I thought thought my explanation, I I, I, 
thought I could make this relate better, but <laughs> I guess uh, the generational gaps are apparent in the room now. But <laughs> anyway, uh, one of the games that we rallied around and shared in our younger years, younger years, who am I kidding? I still play this game to this day. Is <laughs> the game Super Mario Bros. Now, I'm sure that most of you know it, but if you have never played it, the plot of the game is a little ridiculous. Two Italian-American plumbers, Mario and Luigi, are tasked with navigating outlandish sewer system worlds, defeating enemies like slow-moving turtles, jumping fish, fire-breathing piranha flowers, and of course, their arch-nemesis, Bowser. They do this by jumping on their opponent's heads, breaking bricks by jumping up into them, collecting coins along the way, and getting elusive stars that make them invincible for a short time. If you fill out a job description of any plumber ever, I doubt the real world work would include saving Princess Peach from being held captive by a giant spiky turtle creature that spits fire. But hey, imagination is good for something, right? The game is a lot of fun, and I appreciate the countless hours I spent playing it with, uh, at friends' houses growing up. Now, recently, a new movie was released based on the game, a movie which Otto shared that our family enjoys very much. And actually, uh, Otto got me the DVD of it for my birthday, so we watched it again this week for Family Movie Night. It's great fun. In the movie version, Mario and Luigi find themselves whisked into the video game-like alternate world that evil Bowser seeks to rule and desires to marry the Princess Peach against her will to do so. <clears throat> he ends up taking her subjects captive in order to force her into marriage with him. Uh, and though I won't give away the ending because I'm sure you're going to run out here and rent it after this. <laughs> Um, suffice it to say that things do not go as planned for Bowser. Now, like the video game, Mario and Luigi proved to be two unlikely heroes in this off-the-wall scenario because they refused to give up in the face of baffling realities and outsized enemies. Their efforts to get back up and keep fighting evil for good despite failure after failure is what I think truly sets the game and the movie based on it apart. The Super Mario Bros, Mario and Luigi, never give up. And that is what has made the game and characters so endearing for 38 years and counting. I share this to highlight the comparisons that could be made between Mario and Luigi and the ancient kingdoms of Israel and Judah. Both Mario and Luigi and Israel and Judah were small in size, far outmatched by the forces and circumstances surrounding them, unique in their character traits compared to the worlds that they inhabited, and at least at times seemed out of place when compared with the world around them. Just as we might have put plumbers at the top of the list of who should fight interdimensional enemies like Bowser and all of his minions. It could be seen as odd that God chose the small nations of Israel and Judah 
to bless the world in new, distinctive, and eternal ways. Unlike the Egyptians, Assyrians, Persians, or Babylonians, empires that demanded respect and forced subjugation on others, it is a miracle that we even know about the descendants of Abraham who were promised this small bit of land nestled between the far greater powers of their day. In the game, before Mario and Luigi eat mushrooms to grow bigger and get a second chance if they get hit by an enemy, they're so tiny that they can be killed by a single blow. Similarly, Israel and Judah seem so outmatched by the nations surrounding them that it was hardly worth it to even fight to defend themselves at times. We hear from the prophet Hosea this week, though, that God shows these Mario and Luigi-like nations to be chosen nations with the expectation that they would always remember that their victories would come when the Lord was fighting on their side and their defeats would be consequences of when that relationship was broken. Hosea prophesied that the people would say, Come, let us return to the Lord, for it is he who has torn, and he will heal us. He has struck down, and he will bind us up. After two days, he will revive us. On the third day, he will raise us up, that we may live before him. Let us know. Let us press on to know the Lord. His appearing is as sure as the dawn. He will come to us like the showers like the spring rains that water the earth. The people would see that their hope was in the saving and protective power of God, not in going their own way or doing their own thing. What's more, we hear in the people's cry that there is both adversity and comfort in walking faithfully with God. Struggle and success in following the Lord's way. Though the, though the Lord has torn, the Lord will heal. Though God has struck down, God will also bind up. Like Mario responding after countless deaths, so the people would be redeemed after immense setbacks. Even though Hosea lived and prophesied hundreds of years before Christ, we already hear the expectation in his voice of resurrection on the third day. Like Mario and Luigi, even though the people of Israel and Judah would face death and destruction time and time again, they could already see that the way of the Lord is the way of resurrection. Starting with the least of us on up. This week, we remember that the way of the Lord, the way of the Lord is the way of redemption for the little guy. Whether we comically see this in the characters of Mario and Luigi, which I obviously do, <laughs> or we more seriously recognize this in the real hardship endured by the poor, the lowly, and the outcast throughout the ages, God always brings to me, uh, means to bring new life and growth to the barren places and people of our world. Today, we say again with the prophet Hosea, let us know, let us press on to know the Lord, 
His appearing is as sure as the dawn. He will come to us like the showers, like the spring rains that water the earth. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. I hope that you've enjoyed this week's sermon podcast. If you would like to hear more, read my blog, or get a copy of my book called The Church Unknown, go to www.revsethnelson.com. If you feel called to support our ministry, I invite you to go to our church's website at flcronan.org and click on the Offerings tab. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine on you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace.